Welcome to our Eastern edition of Busy in the Sticks. We're so glad you've decided to join in and listen to our podcast today. And that music you heard is from the world-renowned artists of East Pointers, and they come from the rural area of of PEI called Bear River Road, and we're just thankful that we're able to partner with them and use their music. So a big shout-out to the East Pointers. Fantastic. So today we have in front of us is Lindy, Lindy Gallant is um, the PEI Community Navigator for Eastern PEI. So welcome, Lindy. Thank you. So just a little bit about Lindy before we start. You've you've spent most of your life here in Eastern PEI, correct? Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised. So that's helped fulfill her role as the Eastern PEI Community Navigator tremendously. She's the daughter of an entrepreneurial family and enjoys creating community and fostering a sense of belonging, no matter the role that she is in. She loves storytelling and thinks that highlighting a shared sense of humanity is key to creating communities in PEI that we can all feel at home in. And I so agree. The Eastern Chamber is located right across the hall from Lindy's office. So it's it's a pleasure to work so closely with Lindy. And that bio speaks volumes as to her role with the Navigator program. So welcome. Thank you so much. So tell us about what is the Community Navigator program? Can you give us some quick details on that? Absolutely. So the PEI Community Navigator started as a pilot program in West Prince in 2019, and it was started to aid in the retention of newcomers to the region. So we had lots of people moving in, and we just needed some settlement support up that way to make sure that people who moved in were getting the support that they needed. Perfect. So there's three navigators across the province, correct? Yes, so we have someone in Western PEI, Scott Smith, uh, someone in Central PEI, that's Peggy Miles, and then myself in Eastern PEI. Right, so what what do you sense is the most need for newcomers when they come to the island? What is the, the role, if you can give me some detail about that? What do you support them in? It totally depends, because someone might be moving here with a whole family with young children, and they may have no right. support system here whatsoever, Or they could be moving here as a retiree, and they've been coming here their whole lives. So, I mean, it can go all the way from today I'm helping someone set up their social insurance number. Next week I might be just helping someone find a knitting club in their area. Okay, so the needs vary. And I recall at certain points when I first met you and heard about the program, you actually did some grocery shopping. You helped them with some shopping needs and things like that. So it's a huge array of supports that this program offers. Is that correct? Absolutely. So in typical normal circumstances, we wouldn't be going grocery shopping, but isolations have happened throughout this COVID pandemic. And we started in March of, and sorry, June of 2020, when COVID had just been landing hard, right? So a lot of the new residents that were arriving really needed that support. And there's been a ton of community groups step up and do that support for new residents, which has been amazing. Right. But particularly for people who were recruited to work for Health PEI, we really stepped in to help with those isolation stays there to make sure that those Health PEI recruits, because they've been so important, 
through this COVID-19 pandemic, that they are set up for success from the moment that they get here. Right. But if there's been anyone else who hasn't been able to find someone to help them, then we've been helping there as well. Excellent. So I can just imagine some of the comments that you hear from some of these newcomers coming to rural PEI, maybe some that have come in the winter, some that have arrived in July or August. Can you throw? Can you share with us some of the comments when they first get here? What are, what are their thoughts about rural living? Uh, so many people are just astonished at the stars. If they're getting to live in rural PEI, they can't get over that they can go outside at night and they can wow. see the what show. What we take that they're for granted. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, a lot of the time, they're amazed that we're so close to so many beaches. How few people are on the beaches whenever they go, uh, and they can't believe that they finally made it here. I mean, a lot of the time, this has been a dream for people for a really long time, and they feel like they've finally made it. And that's why it's so cool to be able to be in this role, because we really do get to see people whenever they're at that first moment of hitting the ground running, and they're really excited. Oh, I love that. We do take so much for granted living here. So part of your program is hosting events for newcomers to include them into the community and provide support. So what are some of the events? I know you may have one coming up. Yeah, so we have one coming up on Islander Day, February 21st in Fortune. We're going to have sledding. And since we know tons of newcomers don't have sleds because they've never done it before, we actually provide the sleds there. Uh, If you have your own, of course, you can bring it. But we do have extra. And we've done sledding events, snowshoeing events. We've done pumpkin carving and apple picking. Basically anything that we kind of take for granted as islanders as like a regular practice. We've done an event so that people can come and do those with us. Love it. So in Fortune, where exactly is that? It's going to be at the old Ecole Belcloche. Oh, okay. At the old school in Fortune. Wonderful. And I'm sure they love those events. Absolutely. Something they've never experienced before. Absolutely. So much fun to try those things for the first time. And I mean, some of the fun parts are when you get a family of four and they've never used snowshoes before, you're the one that ends up in your hands and knees in the snow putting those snowshoes on everyone's feet, even dads, you yeah. know, like you're the one. Other really duties helped. as required. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So working with these newcomers, how has that changed your way of thinking, Lindy? Like you've lived here all your life. Any kind of focus or what what has changed about your rural thinking? And can you share anything about that? I definitely am reminded constantly that I'm living someone else's dream life, right? Mm -hmm. I'm living a life that so many people really aspire to have. And so I'm aware of my privilege um, regularly, (laughs) constantly. And I'm also just, I, I mean, my grandparents were immigrants from Holland. So I've always had like an immigration lens through my own life because I've seen and heard about the hard parts of immigration back in the 50s. And people still live with those same challenges today. The culture shock is still really intense after that first honeymoon period. And so those supports need to be in place. And it's interesting. I mean, back in the 50s, it was Father Van de Van used to go around to all of the Dutch community and help those folks with their settlement needs. And now it's me doing it. And That is so neat. I'm so curious to see in 20, 50 years who the next person is going to be and what that system looks like then. Right. Wow, that's a cool connection. I did not realize that. That's neat. So... Working, living in rural life, you have a side hustle as well, correct? You're a photographer? Yeah, I'm taking a break. I'm retired at the moment. Oh, you're retired. Yes. Decided that with all of the interactions that I've been getting with the Community Navigator Project, 
I used to be in science and I craved seeing people all the time and I missed people so much. And now I see people so often that now in my free time, I don't want to go looking for more interaction. I just want to like be in my garden. That's my favorite thing now to do when I have free time. So it's great that you realize that you need to take a break. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that I'm lucky enough to be able to do it too. I helped my husband launch his Etsy shop last year when I started this job and he has been really successful with that. So we just don't really have enough time for me to have no, a, a side hustle. Two, at two the little moment. girls, so yeah. you're busy. What's his Etsy shop? We'll put a plug in for him. It's from and to nature, so he makes things out of reclaimed wood, awesome. and they're all really beautiful. Yeah, I've seen the sites. It is beautiful. It's great. So let's ask you. You're home, and you can invite one dinner guest. Who would that be? I think I'd invite my great grandmother, who I never met for dinner. Um, she immigrated from Holland when she was, she already had grown children. Uh, and that was at a time where they took a boat and it took two weeks to cross. And so I would love to hear from her, her perspective, what she was kind of thinking and feeling when she moved to Canada, what those challenges were. Um, and then how she kind of dealt with the fact that she wasn't sure if she'd ever be able to see her family again. It's not like people could just hop on a plane and go back home in 24 hours, you know. Mm-hmm. That was a huge journey then. I would just love to hear her perspective about those challenges. I actually wear her wedding ring on my finger. Oh, and neat. so it's really cool to be able to have that tie back to that. Yeah, and I'm just hearing you say that. And it is a real cool connection that you're now in this role, helping people settle and support them in every step of the way. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'm really thankful really cool. for it. Yeah. It's a wonderful position. Yeah, that's great. And I know um, you're not that old, but if we could ask you um, one thing, like if you could turn back time to around 17, 18-year-old self, what would you change? What would you tell yourself? I would tell myself that I don't have to have it all figured out by 18 I think that I really thought that I had to have my life plans laid out in front of me. And now at 30, after having a significant career change a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. I feel so aligned with what I'm doing now. I'm just so thankful that I didn't think that I had to keep on going with what I was doing. And I think staying staying stagnant and doing what you're doing even when it doesn't feel right in your heart that's worse than taking that giant leap and doing something different. Interesting. That's a really good point. Really good point. So I find now it's right. Like my boys are in grade 10 and they're like, oh, we don't know what we want to do. So that is something really good to keep in mind. You don't have to know what your plans are. Yeah. And now I'm 30 years old and I just had a realization yesterday I'm basically still a baby. Yes. I can work until I'm 60. <laughs> exactly. Like, or, or well beyond yeah. that, really, if yeah. I'm healthy. So, I mean, I have 30 years of career development to figure out, right? right? So so you I would tell, well. tell teenagers at this point, take your time, slow down. Yeah, and figure out what makes you happy, but most importantly, why it's making you happy. Right. Because you don't need to... If, if social media makes you happy, you don't need to make a career out of social media, but you need to figure out what the thing is that's underlying under that that makes you happy underneath it. Yeah. That could take some time. It does, yeah, yes. And, and take the time. Yes, take the time. Do the journaling. Yes. Do the self-help work, absolutely. Right. So tell us something interesting. 
But someone wouldn't know. Like, you're out there in the community. You've lived here for 30 years. Your family is well-known. They own Cardigan Feed, all those things. But what's some one thing or two that people wouldn't know about Lindy Gallant? I embarrass myself about every time I open my mouth. (laughs) I have a girlfriend who... Often will recount some of the embarrassing things that I've done, and oh, usually such it's a great a- friend. <laughs> Everyone needs one. Yes, um, but it's often about instances where I really felt like I wanted to talk to someone, and they seemed really interesting, and so I just went really out so on a ledge. So do you blurt? I think I might blurt a blurt. little bit. Yeah, okay. I might be. I mean, it also makes me really good at my job because I am willing to trip over myself to make You're a connection. You're an easy communicator. Right? <laughs> Love it. Okay, so uh, the PEI Chambers are have launched, as you know, the Love Local PEI campaign. We're almost coming to a close of that. So we want to know what's some of your local favorites. Do you have one? I have a a million, but one that I've been really keen on this last few weeks is the apples from Red Point Orchards because I've been able to get them fresh from the source this week, and that's pretty cool. Wonderful, and that's in our, my neck of the woods, um, Red Point, and you can even drive through. There are other business, Surrey Remedy. You can go through the drive through and pick up your apples. That's what I did two weeks ago, and they're wonderful. So did you know that? I didn't know that, but now that I do, when yes. I'm in Surrey, that'll be my yeah, way Yeah, they have to a drive through and you can pick them up. And I hear they have delicious cider as well. I haven't tried that. Have you? I have not. I've done the, the Honeycrisp apples and the galas. But what I was so impressed about is how many different kinds they had available in the middle of the winter. And usually by now we're importing all of our produce, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see how many options I can get locally. Yeah, Red Point Orchard is um, a great member of ours, and they have a beautiful... Um, orchard there in Red Point. So yes, definitely check out those apples. We can't keep them in the fridge. So really that wraps up our time with you today. It's been a pleasure, Lindy. Thank you for having me. Um, And so where can people find you? Any new residents that want to connect with us, uh, feel free to reach out via email. My email is lindy.gallant at cbdc.ca or you can find us on Facebook or anywhere on the internet if you search PEI Community Navigators. And any community members that you want to be uh, someone who can help foster community, reach out for me for that as well. Right. And your office is located? 544 Main Street in Montague, right Right. next to Lori and Sandra. Right. So right on the Main Street. If you have any questions or concerns or need support, um, feel free to drop into this friendly face. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much, Lindy. Thank you.